What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Makeshift Managers Podcast. As you can see, I am alone here today. Devin had some work obligations, so you're stuck with me for a little bit. Obviously, going to be a shorter show. I got nobody to bounce off back and forth. So we're going to get into Sunday's action, um, all of the all of the week 13 action, and some fantasy implications of what might help you get to the playoff spot that you need, hold the playoff spot that you're currently holding, and what some good playoff matchups look like as we draw closer to the fantasy football playoffs. Um, first, we got the Bills and the Patriots on Thursday Night Football. Um, not really a competitive game for the most part from the Patriots. Um, the Bills have kind of owned them over the past couple of years now. Now that the Bills have ascended to the next level of being the top dog in the AFC. Josh got through for two touchdowns. Mac Jones couldn't break 200 yards. Um, Stephon Diggs continues to be the number one wide receiver in PPR. Seven receptions. 92 yards and a touchdown. So Stephon Diggs is absolutely killing it. On the other side, you got to look at Gabe Davis, who's kind of been this boom bust guy all year. Um, I do not believe if you can avoid it, you should not continue to start Gabe Davis moving forward. Um, their matchups are not really easy. They do play Chicago in week 16. So maybe for your semifinals, maybe you could play Gabe Davis. It's a, it's a little bit risky given his boom bust type, but they do play Miami and Cincinnati, those other two games. So not really a guy you want to be looking at kind of one of the wide receiver twos that doesn't really see a whole lot of action. It, he scored uh, nine points in PPR on Thursday, he scored seven the week before, 11 and 21, obviously that big 21 game, but then two fives before that. So Gabe Davis has been really tough. Um, for the Patriots, they're the worst team in the AFC East to set a bar extremely high. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson is about the only guy you could trust on that offense in terms of fantasy. Um, Mac Jones is just not a weak a startable quarterback week to week, just not the guy you want to lean on. Um, continue to play Ramondre Stevenson as we do love volume here in fantasy football. Um, but outside of that, the Bills continue to do what they do. Um, they are now the number one seed in the AFC, so it'll be interesting to see them and the Chiefs duke it out the rest of the way as they are both at 9-3. and three. We'll get to the Chiefs pretty soon. Jumping into Sunday's action, you got the Packers continuing to own the Chicago Bears. Uh, Aaron Rodgers holds stake in the Bears, a lot of it, as he continues his dominance over them in a sweet comeback win. Um, they were down early. Justin Fields was playing a little well, using his legs really well, but it just ended up not being enough at all. Um, you uh, you love Justin Fields, obviously. He didn't throw for a touchdown, threw for 254 yards. Uh, Ran in for a score in 71 yards. So obviously, the points are there in terms of rushing. So that's always nice. But obviously, he was not able to sustain his insane production that he had for a while. Um, Aaron Rodgers with 182 and a touchdown. A.J. Dillon with a touchdown as well. But that backfield continues to be a little eh, back and forth. I like A.J. Dillon. I was really high on him coming in the year. But he's been a major disappointment. Aaron Jones is not really the RB1 that we expected him to be. Um, I was kind of off Aaron Jones after last year as with these uh, resurgence of A.J. Dillon. So it's a big split. It's hard to trust him week to week. But you want to talk about a league winner, it's Christian Watson catching touchdowns. Uh, only three catches for 48 yards, but he did get a touchdown, putting him up around the 13-14 point range. That's a solid floor to have week to week. Um, the Packers 
are looking okay here and there. Um, they do play the Rams next week, so that'll be interesting to see. Or not next week. Uh, they're on, The Green Bay Packers are on a bye this week. But round one of the fantasy playoffs, they'll get the Rams, and the Rams are really struggling about everywhere. They do play the Dolphins at the Vikings, so that'll be really interesting. Divisional games are really weird, but Christian Watson is a definitely a guy you want to keep starting week to week as he has become one of Rodgers' favorites targets, especially in the red zone. Um, for the Bears... Justin Fields is really the last guy there. Um, Darnell Mooney is out. Chase Claypool is not really a guy you can trust. I believe you could still start Justin Fields week to week, especially if you need to trust him for those fantasy playoffs. Um, let's see what his schedule looks like going into it. I wouldn't be too concerned about the shoulder per se. Um, they play the Eagles in two weeks, so that's a bit terrifying. And then the Bills and Lions. So maybe Justin Fields would be great for your finals. If you make it that far in week 17, but against the Eagles and against the Bills, if you can find another quarterback option, I would. I would definitely search out far ahead for some quarterbacks with some good matchups as we get to some of those guys um, later on. The Steelers and the Falcons, boy, this game was terrible. Um, Kenny Pickett and Marcus Mariota, the matchup we were all begging to see all year long. Uh, boy, boy, let me tell you, uh, Kenny Pickett, 197 and a touchdown, not too bad, but Marcus Mariota, 167 and a touchdown. Both did not look particularly great as they really haven't all season long. Kenny Pickett is turning the ball over a whole lot less, which is huge. That's massive for the development of Kenny Pickett. Um, but he's not really fantasy startable. Um, Pat Fryermuth is probably one of the better tight ends you can go out and get right now or go out and start every week. He probably isn't on your free agency pool, but if you didn't get Kelsey, you're pretty much begging for production. Pat Fryermuth is kind of one of the guys who's had some good production. He had three catches for 76 yards, so not too bad out of the tight end spot. Deontay Johnson, five catches for 60 yards. The biggest takeaway here is George Pickens, one catch for two yards. That's something to monitor all week. Kenny Pickett was targeting George Pickens a decent amount, um, but one catch for two yards is really alarming against the Falcons. I really thought they could have come out big here. The Steelers could have. Um not not too sure what's going on there. For the Falcons, there's nobody fantasy startable on this team. It's as simple as that. Um, Cordell Patterson scored a touchdown, had a really good day. Um, but the volume just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense when it comes to the Falcons. Cordero Patterson got 11 carries. Tyler Algier um, got 52 yards and 10 carries. Um, but I, I don't know. It's just, it's really not there. And I, I lied. Patterson did not score a touchdown. Um, but Patterson, 11 carries for 60 yards. The, the, the volume is not there. Cordero Patterson is talented, um, but you can't bet on him to return a touchdown every week. So I would not be starting anybody. Drake London, nobody like that. Drake London, six catches for 95 yards, one of the better games he's had all year long. Um, but the Falcons uh, are last in targets that are catchable. They're around the 75% range of targets that are deemed catchable it's that's bad it's really bad uh that means Marcus Mariota is missing the spot a whole lot um as long as this division remains close unfortunately we're not going to see Desmond Ritter though if the uh Tampa Bay loses tonight to the New Orleans Saints it gets really interesting the 
Bucks fall to five and seven. The Saints are will be five and eight. The Falcons are five and eight. The Carolina Panthers will be four and eight. Uh, it, it gets it's getting weird out there. So one of those teams has to host a playoff game, and most likely it'll be the Dallas Cowboys at the fifth seed. But the Saints can shake up a lot of shit tonight in terms of division and who's going to be playing in the playoffs. Um, but in, in this for these two teams, fantasy is just not something you're really going to look at, especially when George Pickens. George Pickens really felt like the guy that was startable the most. Najee Harris got 86 yards, but Najee Harris kind of had a good streak there, and now it's kind of fallen off. So really there's nobody I would like to trust on this offense right now. Maybe they have some great matchups coming up. They are playing the Ravens twice. They play the Ravens next week. They play the Ravens in the finals. They do play the Panthers and the Raiders, so that's something to look out for. Maybe some wide receivers there. The Raiders are not good in the secondary at all. Carolina might be tough, especially when you're not a good team like the Steelers. Um, so we'll see what goes on there as we get closer, but not really feeling anything of that. Jets and Vikings. This was a really good game. Uh, the Vikings stepped up big time. The Jets got into the red zone six times and came out with one touchdown. One touchdown. Um, the Vikings really needed this win. Um, Mike White threw for 369 yards. He threw the ball 57 times, but only completed it 31 times. I expected uh, Magic Mike to go on for one more week, but that did not happen. They got the film on him. They saw him. Uh, they got him a little bit. Uh, Mike White also did throw two picks, so those turnovers are going to kill you. Uh, Zonovan Knight, a guy to look out for. 15 carries for 90 yards. As, as long as Michael Carter is out, this is going to be the guy who's going to get the carries. Um, so that'll be somebody to look forward to. Um, the Jets' schedule, they play the Bills next week, but they get the Lions, the Jaguars, and the Seahawks um, for all three weeks of the fantasy football playoffs. So that's something really to think about. If you're desperate, maybe you could start Mike White against the Lions, against the Jaguars, or against the Seahawks. But Zonovan Knight is really a guy to look out for, too. Um, it's really something to look about that you could throw out there if you really need somebody. Running back has been really tough this year. Zonovan Knight did also get five receptions for 28 yards, so that PPR is also there on top of the yardage. So 118 total yards with five catches. Putting him in the 16, 17-point range, that's pretty good out of a backup running back. So monitor the health of Michael Carter um, for Zonovan Knight, and you could probably start him going forward against some of these bad teams. Maybe not against the Bills next week, but he might be ready for the fantasy playoffs along with Mike White if you're really that desperate. Kirk Cousins, 173 and a touchdown. Dalvin Cook got a touchdown. Alexander Madison scored a touchdown. Justin Jefferson, seven catches for 45 yards. And one touchdown, the wide receiver two in PPR. Justin Jefferson absolutely killing it this year, per usual, drafted and filling that slot really well. The Vikings at 10 and 2 are pretty much NFC North champions at this point. They do play the Lions this week, and the Lions can still survive with the win. But at this point, it would take the Lions to run the table, and it would take the Vikings to lose throughout. And I just do not foresee that happening. The Lions, let's talk about them. They absolutely annihilated the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. They are playing some good ball. If they were able to close out that game against the Buffalo Bills, we would be talking about a five-game winning streak for the for the Detroit Lions. And they would be at six and they'd be at uh 
Six and six. Think about that for a second. Jared Goff, 340 yards and two touchdowns. DeAndre Swift, he's back. I wish Devin was here to absolutely lose his mind that Swift is free for a week. Um, but DeAndre Swift gets gets in the end zone. He got 14 carries for 62 yards. He saw the bulk of the carries over Jamal Williams. So are we seeing the change? Is the change finally come? Jamal Williams did get another touchdown, and his touchdown production is absolutely insane. So we'll see moving forward. The Lions uh, playing against the Vikings next week. That's something to monitor who gets the most carries. Um, I'm on Ross St. Brown, the lead winner of last year. 11 receptions, 114 yards, and two touchdowns. Play this man every single week. Jamison Williams is back. Did not get a whole lot of playing time, to no surprise. He did not catch his lone target, and he did not see a whole lot of snap time. But that's okay. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it's affected from here out. He only saw 11% of the snaps, so expect that to go up slowly but surely. Um, when the Lions are eliminated from playoff contention, maybe he sees a little bit more. Um, I know he's extremely talented, so it'll be interesting to see what they do from here with Jamison Williams. But I'm on Ross St. Brown, the sun god himself, absolutely killing it right now. Travis Etienne was probably one of the biggest disappointments of the week. Uh, 13 carries for 54 yards and caught three uh, uh, three catches for 12 yards. So not a whole lot of production out of ETM, but there was not a whole lot of production out of the Jacksonville Jaguars defense in general. Um, Christian Kirk, six catches for 104 yards. This guy is startable each week. Trevor Lawrence likes him. He targets him. Um, honestly, we all thought this was going to be a shootout game. The Jaguars had been playing better, and I expected them to score much more than 14 points. But the Detroit Lions on defense have been very sound lately. It's very interesting to see as they were so bad, very bad, the worst in the league, um, you know, through the first eight to 10 weeks, they were terrible. Um, now they're shirt up and playing really good ball. So that's really interesting to see as well. Love the Jacksonville Jaguars, love the Lions. Obviously, neither of them are probably playoff teams this year, the way the wild card is shaping out with the NFC East and now the Seahawks taking over the Commanders this past week. Um for fantasy, you just start Travis Etienne every week for sure. That's kind of an easy one. Um, you start Amon Ross, St. Brown. Trevor Lawrence is going to be a weird start moving forward. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars schedule. Um, they play the Titans, the Cowboys, and the Jets. They do play the Texans the, in the finals. So that'll be something to think about um, if you need to start Trevor Lawrence in the finals. Obviously, if you have Etienne, you're slamming him um, week after week. Um, even against the Cowboys, um, he'll get reception work. He'll get yard work. Um, but against the Texans, he'd be absolutely smashed. You play every Jaguar you can that week, um, despite the results earlier in the season. Divisional games do get weird, but you just can't go away from that at times. Uh, the Eagles absolutely thrashed the Titans. Um, I had picked the Titans, and I thought Traylon Burks was going to be a big difference maker. And honestly, I think that he was. He made an insane catch in the end zone for a touchdown, but then had to leave with a concussion. Um, this is what I thought would happen. I thought that Ryan Tannehill would lean on the back of Traylon Burks to try and get him over the top because Derrick Henry is the dude that you bottle up, is the dude that you game plan for, and you make someone else beat you. And I thought Traylon Burks could have been that guy, and the Eagles had looked sluggish. Now, I did say last week as well, though, the Eagles could wake up at any point, and what they do, they woke up 
and they fucked up the Titans. They beat their asses all the way up and down, left and right. Jalen Hurts, 380 yards and three touchdowns. Absolutely insane. Um, He ran the ball five times for 12 yards, but one of those for a touchdown. So four total touchdowns for Jalen Hurts. Uh, I don't need to tell you to start Jalen Hurts every week. I don't need to tell you to start A.J. Brown every week because of games like this. Eight catches, 119 yards, and two touchdowns. Absolutely annihilated the Titans secondary. The Eagles are the best team in the NFC, and it's not particularly close. They could be the best team in football. They are record-wise, but are they the best team overall? Chiefs, Bills, up for debate. But they are the best team in football record-wise, and they're the best team in the NFC East especially after we talk about what happened to the Niners today. Um, Eagles are on a roll. They get the Giants next week. That'll be interesting to see for sure. Um, But we will get to them pretty soon. As for the Titans, it's tough. Mike Vrabel's doing his best with what he's got. Um, Practically the same shit that he had last year that he got to the number one seed, but it's not going to happen this year. Um, Ryan Tannehill was the leading rusher. That cannot happen if you want to be successful. Only 11 carries for 30 yards for Derrick Henry. Um, just not a whole lot going on here for the Titans. They're at 7-5. and five. They're going to win their division. Um, but what what do you want them to do at this point? Um, they get the Jaguars next week, then the Chargers and the Texans. So three matchups that you feel like Derrick Henry can really exploit for sure. But they do play the Cowboys in the finals of fantasy football. So that'll be interesting to see the way the Cowboys defense is playing right now. Um, that might I think the Titans can win their next three straight and beat Jacksonville. I think they can beat the Chargers the way the Chargers are playing right now. But it'd be interesting to see how the Chargers come out against Miami next week. We'll get to them and the Raiders. Um, they should smash the Texans. Uh, they should play a damn good game against the Dallas Cowboys. Browns and the Texans, exactly what we expected outside of uh, Deshaun Watson looking absolutely god-awful. He looked like a guy who hadn't played in years. Uh, 12 for 22 and 131. Luckily, he didn't have to do a damn thing. Two defensive touchdowns by the Browns on top of a return touchdown by Donovan Peoples-Jones. Put on a show the Browns defense and special teams did that day. Um, even Nick Chubb did not go off like we expect him to. This run defense for the Texans has bottled up a little bit the past couple weeks. Um, bottled up Jeff Wilson last week. Uh, I wouldn't say bottled up Nick Chubb, but we expected definitely Nick Chubb to absolutely go off. 17 carries for 80 yards. But like I said, this offense didn't have to do a damn thing. Um, Deshaun looks obviously super rusty. They play the Bengals next week, so I'm very terrified for that, especially when we get to the Bengals. Uh, here in a few minutes, the Bengals are looking really good right now. And the Browns defense, granted, you know, it beat up Kyle Allen. It beat up uh, Damian Pierce. I don't think it's going to beat up Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and all those guys. So it's going to be a tough ride for the Bengals, uh, for the Browns moving forward. The Texans are on the clock at this point. I do not think they're going to lose the number one spot. C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young is going to be a Houston Texan at this point. They're 1-10-1. I'd be surprised if they won another game at this point. Maybe they can beat Jacksonville. But outside of that, the Texans, they have to play the Cowboys next week. Not good. They play the Chiefs after that. Not good. They play the Titans and the Jaguars and the Colts. Maybe they can beat the, the Jags. Maybe they can tie the Colts again. But really, are the Jags are the uh, Texans winning anytime soon? Probably not. 
we'll see them number one overall in the NFL draft. Nobody deserved to win this game, and that's why nobody won this game. Um, I've been off the Washington Commanders for a while, and they've proved me wrong by winning. I still do not think Taylor Heineke is good, um, and he's not. He threw for 275 and two touchdowns, so definitely one of his better games of the season. But both these teams look sluggish in the second half. A touchdown for the Giants in the third quarter and a touchdown for the Commanders in the fourth quarter to tie it. Nobody scored in overtime, obviously. Um, and that was kind of it. Daniel Jones, 200 yards and a touchdown. Some play calling for me by Brian Dable uh, late there. He threw uh, basically three big shots to give the Commanders back the ball. It was really weird to me that they were taking shots when they could have just done two-minute type offense throw it short, maybe run it with Saquon Barkley. They had a lot of time. Felt really weird to give the commanders the ball back when they could have possibly won it in regulation. So questionable calls from a coach that's been really good all year long. Um, This tie knocks the commanders out of the playoffs right now. The Seahawks, we'll get to them pretty soon, won their game over the Rams, and now they are the seventh seed. So we'll see. Um, it's It's hard to evaluate these teams right now. I really don't think either team really stands out. But they're both seven-win teams, and you can't argue that, that they're both – they were both playoff teams last week, and right now the Giants are still a playoff team. So we'll see what happens. Oh, boy. Um, The Broncos are terrible. This is is the worst thing. This is probably one of the worst things I've seen in my time as an NFL fan. Um, This is hard to watch. Russell Wilson went 17 for 22 and 189. He probably completed more passes than people showed up to his birthday party. Um, Greg Dulcich, six catches for 85 yards. Nobody on this offense is startable in fantasy. Nobody feels startable in real life at this point for the Denver Broncos. They put up nine points. Three in the first, three in the second, three in the third. I don't know what to say about this team at this point. They're handing the Seahawks a top five pick, and it's it's hard to watch. Um, for the Ravens, Lamar Jackson down with a knee injury. We have no idea how long it's going to be. So Tyler Huntley is the guy right now, 27 for 32, 180, 187, and an interception. Um, he did rush for a touchdown, 10 carries for 41 yards. Um, Tyler Huntley is interesting to think about if you wanted to stash him maybe in – uh, in fantasy football, maybe for your playoffs, they play the Steelers. They they play the Steelers, then they play the Browns and the Falcons. The Falcons is a really good matchup for your semifinals if you were desperate for a quarterback and Tyler Huntley was still starting at that point. But we saw it last year that Tyler Huntley had two pretty good games when Lamar went down and then it kind of tapered off from there. Um, Tyler Huntley is a backup for a reason. He does kind of the same things Lamar Jackson does to a point, but to a point at a lower skill level than Lamar Jackson. Um, I'm not, I'm giving Tyler Huntley all the credit for going out and winning this football game, putting together a game winning drive in the fourth quarter after the offense looked abysmal all day, but they go, they went out, they won the football game. Um, This team is going to hang on the fact of Lamar's health. We'll see when Lamar gets back. It might be one to two weeks. We'll see how bad the knee injury is. Tyler Huntley, stash him if you need him. But really, right now, it looks like the only time you can start him is going to be against the Falcons in week 16. Um, Don't start anybody on the Broncos. Dulcich, Judy, Sutton, 
Murray, none of them. This team is terrible. At some point, you thought this team was going to wake up, and they never have. Uh, it's 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 terrible. It, it's god awful. This team is in a worse spot than it was last year with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, and that is crazy to think about. Um, but we're going to move on. The Dolphins started the game, first play of the game, with a 75-yard touchdown to Trent Sherfield. And it took a while to do that, to do something like that again. Um, the Niners have a damn good defense. Um, they showed up, and they needed to because Jimmy Garoppolo's out for the season. He broke his foot. Brock Purdy had to come in pretty early, and he looked purdy. 25 for 37, 210, two touchdowns and interception. Not too bad for Mr. Irrelevant himself, the last pick of the draft. Um, Christian McCaffrey, 17 carries for 66 yards. He caught a touchdown, eight receptions for 80 yards. So Christian McCaffrey doing his thing per usual. Debo Samuel, six catches for 58 yards. Debo's been super disappointing this season, and I think his expectations were set really high when he was a running back a lot. And this offense obviously has kind of changed. Debo still got four carries, but only for five yards. So he's definitely not as explosive as he once was, especially nursing a quad injury. So that's something to think about. But I still like anybody not named George Kittle on this offense. Um, George Kittle, obviously, if you drafted him, you're starting him every week because tight end has been such a crapshoot. Only two catches for 22 yards is not going to get you a win. Um, you can start Debo, you can start Ayuk, and you can start McCaffrey because – you can start McCaffrey easy because he's Christian McCaffrey. Debo and Ayuk, they definitely can jump over one another each week. One's going to have a bigger game than the other. Um, one even may have a much bigger game than the other, but it's hard to predict week to week. But um, we'll see what Brock Purdy looks like now that we have a full game of footage on him and they play the Buccaneers next week, although the Buccaneers are not very good right now. And Joey Bosa might eat Tom Brady alive. So we'll see what happens there. As long as this defense can continue to stand tall and Brock Purdy does not have to do a whole lot to win games, the Niners can continue to win games and lead themselves to a divisional title and hosting a playoff game. And still being one of the better teams in the NFC, despite losing Jimmy Garoppolo, this is still probably the, the third best team in the NFC behind the Eagles and the Vikings. I still think they're better than the Cowboys right now simply because their defense is off the charts right now. And to hold a team like Miami down to 17 points is wild to me. Um, Tyreek had a big touchdown, but that was about it. After those two big touchdowns, there wasn't a whole lot going on. There was no running game for the Miami Dolphins. Raheem Moster got seven carries for 30 yards. Jeff Wilson got a carry for three yards. Um, Jeff Wilson was not a factor at all in this game after – Kind of taking over the backfield the past couple weeks. Um, keep an eye on that, but I think he's startable next week against a smash of a matchup against the Los Angeles Chargers. But if Raheem Mostert is going to continue to get more carries than Jeff Wilson, then that's something to monitor. And maybe you're benching Jeff Wilson more times than not. But let next week be your most evidence as you go into the fantasy football playoffs. Um, Jalen Waddle came back in, so I think he's going to be just okay. Um, for sure. Obviously, Jay Waddle and Tyreek Hill to attack of Iloa, startable every single week. Absolutely insane players. Seahawks beat the Rams. Geno had an insane day. What a season it has been for Geno Smith. 
definitely something I did not think he was going to keep up, but 367 yards and three touchdowns for Gino. An interception to, really honestly, that shouldn't have counted. Um, biggest story out of here, there's a lot of injuries on Sunday. Ken Walker was one of them. Monitor the health of Ken Walker. Obviously, he was probably one of your biggest waiver wire pickups of the year. Um, so that is something to monitor. Um, Tony Jones Jr., DJ Dallas, probably not startable. Um, grab his homer. At this point, I wouldn't start anybody behind Kenneth Walker. I would just hope Kenneth Walker can get healthy over the next couple weeks um, to get ready for those fantasy playoffs. Uh, Geno Smith is becoming a top 10 startable guy each week. Uh, honestly, he's probably already there with the season he's having. And he kind of has some interesting matchups. He plays the Panthers next week, so he might be able to get you into the playoffs if you need a spot. But in the quarterfinals, he does play the San Francisco 49ers. So that is going to be a tough matchup. But look out for the semifinals. He plays the Chiefs on Christmas Eve. That'll be a really interesting matchup to watch. Um, the Chiefs secondary has not been super outstanding. Um, their pass rush is okay, and he could go in a shootout with Patrick Mahomes, which we all love shootouts in fantasy football as long as it's in our benefit. Um, for the Rams, there's really nobody left. I would not start Cam Akers after a two-touchdown performance. Um, everybody was high on Kyron Williams. Um, the backfield just really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If Cam Akers continues to get 17 carries a game and maybe he gets that next game, Maybe then that's something to think about. They do play the Raiders next week, which could be a smash-up matchup. Um, then they play the Packers with the terrible run defense, and they play the Broncos and probably what's going to be one of the lowest-scoring lowest games in the history of football. And then they play against the Chargers in the finals. So keep an eye on Cam Akers, but right now he's just not startable with how bad that defense is, and maybe they fall behind quickly, run into a negative game script, and really there's just not going to be a whole lot there for him. Devin's not here to get into his, you know, big spiel about how the Chargers lost this game. Um, so I'll just give you a, a little breakdown from what I saw. The big plays killed them, absolutely annihilated them. They let Devontae Adams get two big touchdowns that really buried them in the end there. Um, there just wasn't a whole lot there on offense either for the chargers uh justin herbert 335 yards and a touchdown but missed almost 20 passes um Derek carr 16 for 30 near these quarterbacks were really insanely efficient uh, but they did have the yardage 250 yards and two touchdowns uh josh jacobs 26 carries 144 yards and a touchdown might be one of your league winners this year definitely not off the waiver wire but boy is he killing it right now austin eckler's kind of Disappointing right now, um, 10 carries for 35 yards, but five catches for 67 yards. Gerald Everett, five catches for 80 yards. Keenan Allen's back, six receptions for 88 yards and touchdowns. Mike Williams is out. Expect that production week in and week out. Josh Palmer, seven catches for 60 yards. As long as Mike Williams is out, expect decent production from Josh Palmer. Um, for the Raiders, Devontae Adams, eight catches for 177 yards and two touchdowns. Finally, you know, some of these big games for Devontae Adams. I know he's had big games this year, but this is why they traded for him. He goes out and wins you ball games. He makes insane catches. This is just what he does. Um, the Chargers continue to have a bad run defense, though. That That is something to look out for, especially when it comes to the fantasy playoffs. Pretty much any offensive player playing against this either of these two teams right now their defenses have not been good this season so that's something really to think about um 
They are absolutely smash of matchups right now, especially as long as Joey Bosa is out for LA. The, the numbers are there. Without Joey Bosa, the Chargers are significantly worse run defense. And um, from the mouth of Devin himself, if the Chargers do not make the playoffs at this point, they are at 6-6. Six and six. They have an outside shot still if they were able to run the table or at least finish 10-7. and seven. Brandon Staley should be fired if they cannot win. Health has been a big issue for this team, yes, but it's been two disappointing seasons for a guy that was hyped up by Sean McVay, and now you're kind of in this spot of mediocrity and not winning while you have your quarterback on a rookie contract. Um, for the Raiders, Derek Carr's not going anywhere. Honestly, this team just needs to improve in the draft and hopefully play better next season. I don't expect a whole lot of offseason movement. For the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, Chandler Jones got two sacks, so uh, tripled his uh, his total on the season. So he's going out there. I don't have to tell you to start Chiefs players and Bengals players every week. You, you don't you don't need to hear it from me. There's no fantasy going on in this game right here. Let me just tell you one thing: if you don't respect the Bengals at this point, you should start. Um, this is the third time they've beaten the Chiefs in 2022. They beat them last year in the regular season. They beat them in the AFC Championship game, and they beat them again. Say whatever you want about the refs, this and that calls. It happens in every single game. I'm a Cowboys fan. I bitch. I I bitch at calls. I get calls. This is how it works for every single fan base. So um, the Bengals are absolutely nuts right now. They have caught the Ravens when they were when they were sleeping they have picked it up from their um slow start to the year Jamar Chase is back that's huge Joe Burrow 286 and two touchdowns um Samaj P Ryan feeling in really nice 21 carries 106 yards um also six catches for 49 yards expect Joe Mixon back this week but if Joe Mixon somehow does not come back next week keep starting P Ryan he obviously can handle the load uh, Jamar Chase, obviously leading the team in, in yardage. No surprise there. Seven catches for 97 yards. Um, T. Higgins, three catches for 35 yards, but a touchdown. T. Higgins, obviously the number two in this offense, but still a very good football player. Patrick Mahomes, 223 and a touchdown. Um, I guess Travis Kelsey was a tackle this week. Only four catches for 56 yards. Um 9.6 points from Travis Kelsey is not what you expect, but boy, it's probably like top three in tight end this week. Let me tell you that. That's how bad it's been. Marquez Valdez-Antling, two receptions for 71 yards, but some big, big drops. Dropped a touchdown, dropped some deep passes. Just not a guy that's startable. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, three catches for 35 yards. I definitely did not expect that one, um, but keep an eye out for Isaiah Pacheco. Uh 14 carries, 66 yards, and a touchdown. They've leaned on him pretty good, and he's stepped up. Uh, Jarek McKinnon had eight carries for 51 yards, but um, Pacheco was the least efficient with his carries, but he got the most carries, the most yardage, and he got in a touchdown. So something to definitely keep an eye for if they have a really good matchup, a running matchup. Isaiah Pacheco could really go off. But the Chiefs are now two seed behind the Bills, so... Now we've got a we've got a race for the number one seed. It's going to get really interesting. Uh, last but not least, the Cowboys thrashed Colts on Monday night, and I say thrash very lightly because up until the fourth quarter, this was a twenty-one nineteen game. 
the Cowboys were not looking incredibly good on defense. They were blowing some coverages, and the Colts were taking advantage. And the offense was looking a little eh. Uh, I believe Dak Prescott threw two picks um, for some interesting ones. Gallup didn't really fight for the ball very well, and he threw a pick uh, right to uh, Stephon Gilmore. That was the only pick. Um, but Dak Prescott did throw for three touchdowns, but only 170 yards. Did not really have to do a whole lot. Um, wasn't really doing a whole lot through the first couple quarters. Um, the run game was there, though, for the Cowboys. Tony Pollard, 12 carries, 91 yards, two touchdowns. Ezekiel Elliott, 17 carries, 77 yards, a touchdown. Malik Davis, for a career touchdown, three carries, 29 yards in garbage time, got a touchdown. Uh, even CeeDee Lamb had a couple of end arounds. So I don't have to tell you to start CeeDee Lamb every week. Absolutely the number one wide receiver in Dallas right now and playing very, very well. Um, Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott continue to split carries. Ezekiel Elliott did see more carries, but per usual, Tony Pollard was more efficient with his carries. Two guys that right now you can start every week. Um, Zeke is on a streak right now that we haven't really seen in a long time from Ezekiel Elliott. A lot of people saying he looks slow, this and that, but his last four or five games have been really good, and this offense does have some smash matchups for the next couple of weeks. They play the Texans next week, so I would absolutely smash Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. They play the Jaguars. I would smash them again. Um, against the Eagles, though, is a different story, and against the Titans will be interesting to see. Um, that made me maybe more of a Dak Prescott destroying the secondary type if the Titans look anywhere like they did against the Eagles. Um, but for the next two weeks, you could start a lot of your Cowboys players extremely confidently. Um, for the Colts, the same problem it's been all season is turnovers. Uh, many turnovers led to a 33-point quarter for the Dallas Cowboys, second most points in the fourth quarter in NFL history for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Matt Ryan threw three picks, absolutely looking like a shell of himself. Not great at all. Um, did throw for two touchdowns, but it's just not not good at all. Jonathan Taylor, 21 carries for 82 yards, brought in three catches for 21 yards. Jonathan Taylor is really the only startable guy on this offense. You, you drafted him probably in the first round this season or maybe in the second if you were lucky. Um, but he is really the only startable guy. He is getting the volume from Jeff Saturday. They have some okay matchups moving forward. They do play the Vikings, um, which have a okay run defense. They play the Chargers, which is an absolutely smash matchup for um, a smash matchup for Jonathan Taylor. And then they play the Giants, which also could be a decent running game for Jonathan Taylor. But realistically, if you're looking at Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, Paris Campbell, um, just not startable at this point. They're, the quarterback situation in Indianapolis has gone completely awry. Um, Matt Ryan looks absolutely terrible, and there's just really nothing going on there. Okay, it's so a super quick episode. Obviously, there's no way really for me to bounce off of back and forth. Not a ton of viewers come in. You know, we're, we're a small podcast, but we're hanging out. And, you know, if Devin got called into work because we're not full-time podcasters, we're just, we're just two pretty faces. So... Let's get into the predictions super quick, and then we'll get on out of here. Um, super easy. Dev, I didn't get Devin's pick, so I'll just lay out mine. As the Bucks currently lead the Saints. Oh, the Saints lead the Bucks seven to three. So a touchdown for the Saints. Um, man, they could really mess up the division. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, Thursday night football: Raiders and Rams. I'm going to take the Raiders. Um, they looked decent against Chargers and the Rams. 
whether they start Bryce Perkins or John Wolford, I just can't, I can't pick this offense to win any games week to week. Um, Vikings and Lions in Detroit. Surprisingly enough, the Lions are uh, a point favor right now, which is really interesting. The Lions are hot, but the Vikings are 10 and 2 and one of the best teams in the NFC. Uh, give me the Vikings. Um, if I came back here next week with Devin and told you that the Lions won this game, it wouldn't shock me. Lions are playing some damn good football right now against everybody. They even played one of the toughest AFC teams pretty hard on Thanksgiving. But. I just do not foresee them beating the Vikings. The Ravens and the Steelers, I'm still going to pick the Ravens regardless of the health of Lamar Jackson. I just cannot pick the Steelers week to week. They are they are just they're winning games, but they just feel like an experiment. Baltimore's not playing great football either, but I think they'll play good enough football. Bengals and Browns, I think the Bengals absolutely thrashed the Browns. If Deshaun Watson looks like he did against Houston, what's he going to look like against Cincinnati? And the Bengals are on a hot streak right now, and I don't expect it to stop now. Um, the Jets and the Bills, um, with what Mike White looked like against the Vikings, I don't think he'll look much better against the Buffalo Bills, even if it were to be Joe Flacco, maybe. I don't think that matters. I think the Jets can play hard again, and maybe if they can force Josh Allen to turn over the ball, which Josh has been susceptible to this season, more than ever, um, they can win this football game. They have a damn good defense and some damn good playmakers. Um, but for now, I'll pick uh, the Buffalo Bills. Cowboys playing the Texans. I have to say it. It's the Cowboys all the way. Uh, taking the Eagles to beat the Giants. If the Giants beat the Eagles, wouldn't surprise me. Divisional games get really weird, and the Giants have played the Eagles hard over the past couple of years, regardless of their record, even with Mike Lennon. Uh, and Daniel Jones looking his worst, they've beaten the Eagles. So I'm going to take the Eagles, but the Giants are an interesting team. Uh, Titans and Jaguars, I'm going to take the Titans. The Jaguars look super sluggish against the Lions. Granted, the Lions are playing great football. I could say it over and over, but I'm going to take the Titans because they really need to bounce back. Uh, Chiefs and Broncos. Um, well, if the Chiefs score more than 18 points statistically, the Broncos probably won't win. So I'm going to take the Chiefs easily. Panthers and Seahawks. Panthers are not very good. They have an okay defense. Sam Darnold probably will not have a great game. I'm going to take the Seahawks. Buccaneers and 49ers. Even with Brock Purdy, um, the line is torn apart for Tom Brady. He does not have a lot of time to throw the ball. Uh, secondary is really good for the Niners along with their pass rush. I think they can get to Brady a lot. I think they can force Brady to make mistakes. I'm going to take the 49ers. Um, Dolphins and Chargers. Devin, I love you to death, brother, but I'm going to take the Dolphins. They are a firepower of an offense. The Chargers defense has been absolutely annihilated all season long. I think it could be a shootout, but the way the Chargers have been playing, I don't know if they could keep up with the Miami Dolphins. So I'm going to take the Dolphins. And then Patriots and Cardinals. I'm actually going to take the Cardinals on this one. Um, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, all those guys are going to come back off a of bye well-rested. Kyler Murray, a top 10 quarterback stuck in a bottom three system with Cliff Kingsbury. And, um, you know, Bill Belichick has a top three system. So Cliff Kingsbury definitely is going to get out coached. But let's see if talent can beat out the New England Patriots. I'm going to take the Cardinals, um, surprisingly enough. I do love the Cardinals. I just hate Cliff Kingsbury with a deep passion. And he needs to go. But the fact that he is extended through 2027 makes me sick. That's going to be it, everyone. Um, obviously, a super shorter episode. 
Devin would add on another 45 minutes, obviously. If I could do 45 minutes by myself, I believe Devin could throw on another 45 minutes and we would go just as long as we normally do. But if you jumped in uh, live, you jumped in uh, on the archive, we appreciate you guys jumping in, hanging out with us, listening to what we have to say. We are here every Monday night. Schedule may change as um, we are looking into new opportunities. But for now, every Monday night, a little later than this, but I wanted to get the recording out and done and watch some Monday night football. So 6.30 Pacific time, me and Devin uh, recapping Sundays, talking fantasy football. The fantasy football playoffs are right around the corner. Uh, we are here every Sunday morning, an hour before kickoff, 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 p.m. Eastern time, helping you carve out those fantasy lineups. Um, sometimes we're right, sometimes we're wrong, but you want to be here when we're right. Like, comment, subscribe. We are here all week on Twitter at TMSM podcast. Um, always interacting with you guys and cannot wait to always talk football. Can't wait for the off season. Can't wait for the playoffs and all that jazz. It's going to be absolutely great. Um, but for me, that's going to be it. Everybody have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful week. We'll catch you all on the Twitterverse and here Sunday morning for week 14. Yeah. Week 14, man, we're here already. And some teams still have a bye. It blows my mind. Have a great night, everybody.